Hey you guys, welcome to the uh, podcast, Last Hobo's Ramble, episode 2. This is Adam, I'm here with John, and we'd like to first of all thank all of you for listening, and uh, especially all of you that listened to the first episode. Uh, it's it's a learning experience, but uh, it's going to get better as we go, so how are you today, John? Well, I'm good, how about you, bud? Good. You had an exciting week, huh? I had an exciting week. Well, the weekend's uh, here, and have no fear, the weekend is here. Yeah, yeah. Good news is, uh, well, there's not any, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might find a few things to talk about, you know. That's right. Especially in the uh, music sector, East Texas music, such as that. So, did you see that they have the announced the inductees to the 2023 Songwriter Hall of Fame? I did not see that. Uh, this year it's going to be uh, <laughs> Keith Urban, Kix Brooks, Casey Bethard. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. B e a t h a r d. And then there's a uh, Rafe Van Hoy and David Lee Mur- Murphy. I always like David Lee Murphy. Me too. Uh, Thought he was really underrated. Uh, Kix Brooks is the closest to a Texas guy I think we have on the list. And uh, he's from Shreveport. So, you know, he had to spend a little time in some of those uh, East Texas clubs playing around there. So, But uh, I wonder why they didn't get Brooks and Dunn at the same time. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, Unless Dunn just didn't write that much and I don't know it, which is possible. So, but yeah, that's going to be sometime in the near future. They're going to induct all of those guys into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, which, you know, hey, good for them, right? Right. And tonight over at Bonita Creek in uh, Nacogdoches, it's going to be uh, Randy Rogers. And it is a sold out show. So if you didn't get your tickets, it's too late. So oh, it'll probably, be a, probably be a really good show. So, I've never seen Randy in concert, but uh, that's a good venue. I mean, it'd be a good place to see him. I've seen Randy a couple of times, and uh, I went to one of his songwriting uh, events out in Luckenbach when they did the um, Towns Van Zandt movie uh, release. There was several of them there. It was Randy and Kent Finley. And uh, Radney Foster, and I'm quite sure I'm missing somebody, but yeah, it was a good time. They put on a good show and, and really, really had a good time there, man. He puts on a good show. He's high energy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it brings a lot to the table. That's about as far as I know. Well, I see Lost Frontier out here on Highway 21 going towards uh, Manny. They have someone playing every night or i'm sorry every weekend this month i do not have a calendar in front of me maybe i can get that sent over see uh, see who it is but it's it's typically local talent or someone passing through so some pretty good shows there i'm, I'm pretty certain well and that's how folks get started playing the restaurants with the live music venues and the smaller venues so it's important for people to support them whenever they can Right. Well, you know, as we both know, if you really want to get to know these people and be friends with them, you have to start when they're in these small clubs because, 
you know, once they start playing 10,000 seat arenas, they're not going to remember you hardly. So if you're their shows throughout the year, they will start to remember you, you know. So Right, right. It's like that one guy's easy top head. <laughs> yeah, that's a great story, isn't it? I like that one. Uh, they play, they go to play a venue and the curtain opens and it's just them on stage and one guy sitting out in the audience. He turns around to go and they're like, hold on, man, you're here, we'll play for you. So they play their whole set, you know, kind of had them a little intermission and went out and bought the guy Coca-Cola and he went to shows for years after that. And, uh... <laughs> He would always come up and remind him, hey, I, I was the one guy, but he would never give him his name or any of his information. He just kind of wanted to be left alone. So I'm like, <laughs> they always yeah. remember playing a, a whole set for just this one guy watching. Yeah, I saw a picture of them starting out, and I want to say that it was at the Nederland High School or something like that. It was something crazy. Uh, one of yeah. our local one of our local morning show uh, hosts was uh responsible for some of their first shows in the beaumont area yeah they had a, a real strong connection with the beaumont area it's amazing that area uh, how much music is in that area and how much it started there and, and it's grown there you know it, it's, it's uh, phenomenal we may could probably do a show we could do a show on who all's come out of that area i guarantee you Oh, no it'll take doubt. more than an hour, you know it. No yeah. doubt at all. So I, I, I got some news here. Uh, so up in Carthage, you know, you got the Texas Country Music Hall of Fame. Yep. 26th Annual Classic Country Music Festival Weekend is coming up. Uh, it's going to be next weekend, 11th through the 13th. They have some They have some inductees. Some of these you'll recognize, I'm, I'm sure, for the year. Uh, Clay Cooper, KT Olson. Yeah, Oslin, excuse me. Oslin, yeah. Mo Bandy and Joe Stampley are going to be there. Uh, They're not. Are they inducted, or are they just going to be there? It just says special guests. Mo Bandy and Joe Stampley. Uh, Those two guys are are always a a fun time. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Looks like they're going to have some more entertainers here. Dallas Wayne, MC. He's going to be the MC there, Linda Davis, Lang Scott, Bobby Tomberlin, Tess Frizzell, Randy Seymour, and Chase Dawson. Mm. Sounds like it might be a good good weekend. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you're around Carthage, go check it out. It's where they have the Tex Ritter uh, yep. Museum as well. We, we got the museum and y'all got the, the grave site. That's right. Right, got a statue of him sitting out there by a horse playing a guitar, don't they? I believe they do. If you uh, if you up that way, take off and go to uh, I believe it's what Highway seventy seven toward Shreveport, mm-hmm. just a little ways out of town on the right hand side, is a statue, and I believe the gravesite of Jim Reeves. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't get a chance to stop, if you're just driving through there, put your hand over your heart. That's right. Show some respect. respect. Thank you. Take right. your ball cap off. That's right. It's, it's similar across on the state line. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, that's another area that seems to have quite a few people come out of it, too, you know. Yeah, yeah take your hat off, cross your heart. Uh, say the pledge, the Texas Pledge of Allegiance if you want to, but uh, just uh, 
don't try to hold your breath. We got enough trouble on the Texas highways <laughs> without you passing out. That's right. Some of those bridges are some of those bridges are a little longer than the others. Yeah. Uh, and that, that statue out in front of the Texas Country Music Hall of Fame is bronze. I was just thinking if I hit it big someday, how much bronze it would take to make a statue of me. It wouldn't be cost-effective, little buddy. I think that's probably what they would say. Like, everybody could, well, I knew Adam. He wasn't a midget. Well, we ran that's out right. of fun. We ran well, out of That's right. He wasn't a little person. Well, we had to take off the height. We wanted to be accurate on the width. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Kids go to run around that statue. It'd take them two days. <laughs> hey, we were going to drive there, but we just had to see the back. We didn't have enough gas. That's to get right. To the front. That's right. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I don't think it's something you or I either want to have to worry about having statues made after us. So. No, but I bet we've been printed on one, more than one dartboard. We probably. Oh, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. So everybody, everybody got to have a following, you know, even if it's a negative following. Have you been reading any good books? Uh, yeah. So you know, I, I've been thumbing through the. Uh, I've always been a fan of the Uncle John's bathroom reader. I, I don't particularly read in the bathroom, but it was marketed as a <laughs> as kind of a trivia and. Uh, just just interesting blurbs about certain things and uh they do have a texas edition which is always great because i don't i've never seen a, a uncle john's bathroom reader any other state edition which is not surprising we tend to have editions of things that other folks don't that's right we have our own edition of just about everything it's a texas podcast so you know we think a lot of ourselves here uh, and we certainly love Texas, but I've been I've been going through that. It's been uh, been some interesting things in there. Uh, I didn't realize there were that many creeks and streams in Texas named Spring Creek. I think it was more than thirty three, wasn't it? More than thirty three is what you'd said, right? Yep. yep. That is interesting, and probably a restaurant or two. Yeah. Right. Well. <clears throat> We, we know for a fact that that's the case. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been reading on it since Christmas, but I've been pretty busy. So I just read when I can. But I've been reading the uh, Richard Dobson book, uh, Gulf Coast Boys. You'll find it particularly interesting, I think. Uh, one, because you know, we, we know of Richard Dobson mostly through the Rodney Crowell song, Nashville 1972. Uh, but he, he was a songwriter back in that day with Guy in Towns and uh, David Olney, that whole bunch, you know. But uh, it's it's those stories in there about those guys and about living on the Gulf Coast down, you know, Galveston and, and the Beaumont area. So uh, it's pretty good. It, it's, it's not something that you're going to, I mean, it's not going to be the novel of the year, probably. But uh, it's a, it's a good little book if you like to read about guy in towns and some of those guys. It's it's got some interesting little stories in it. Okay, yeah, and of course, guy down 
he was from down around Rockport, right? Rockport, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, so, you know, originally uh, raised and started out in Monahans, which yep. that's just desert out there, man. Yeah. I can't blame you for wanting to go to the Gulf Coast, but. Uh, that's why he had such fascination with trains. Uh, it was probably a pretty big deal back in that day, and you got to realize, you know, uh, the song was Texas 1947 when he talks about the coming of the, the diesel or uh, diesel train. Yep. How big a deal that must have been to see a, a train that wasn't a coal burner, you know, for, for a kid who's probably fascinated by trains. Absolutely. I think Rodney, uh, Rodney, I got Rodney Crowell on the brain this morning. I think uh, Robert L. King said it best uh, when he did that, did that song on one of the compilation CDs. He said that his favorite line was, you know, uh, it says, uh, was it being six years old, I'd seen some trains before. You know, so so matter of factly that, you know, hey, man, I've, I've got some age behind me. I've seen a few trains, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm so, an experienced train watcher. That's, that's exactly right. So, you know, that that's the beauty of being a great songwriter like Guy Clark was. He can bring that and the little things in there that most people miss that other people get. And I think that's where you get your true fans from. Words matter, Adam. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. You know, they have a big music festival in Rockport every year. Oh, yeah. Well, we have music festivals this time of year every weekend somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we just really, if anybody knows of some coming up, let us know, and we'll be glad to talk about them and put them on our, our social media and help promote them. Especially if you, uh, if you also, if you know any up-and-coming artists, you know, tag us in there their Facebook page or something where we can listen to them and, you know, we'll be glad to try to help promote. Right. So, yeah. So coming up in September, September the 2nd, you got the Fiesta in La Playa, Rockport, Texas. Oh yeah. yeah. Sounds Hispanic for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been the Spanish. <laughs> uh, it could have been a wallaby. Could have been a wallaby. I don't know. Uh, of course, hey, you know, November 3rd through the 5th is the Songwriter Festival in Rockport. Of course, now that'll be that's a pretty good ways away, but well, that'd be worth going to. I'm sure. I mean, hey, you know, I had heard that guy's uh, sister's still alive down there, but I don't know how true that is. Yeah, uh, I don't know. What I'm sure that. We wouldn't be the first two idiots that went asking around, you know. Yeah, she 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 may not have the humor to uh, let's just say humorous at that right. Age. Right. Young, uh, well, I will say this: if she's guy's sister, I doubt the word "young" really applies, right? No. Maybe young at heart, but you're probably right about that. So, you got any more of them festival things you want to talk about? As far as I know, that's about all that's going on around here right now we don't have much else you know in the heat of the summer school's getting ready to start back so things will start to slow down so i'm i'm sure somewhat on the entertainment end yeah i mean to be honest with you and especially for outside stuff at this point it is too hot in my humble opinion to be doing too much outside so hopefully all the concerts coming up are indoors 
Yep, yeah, it would be nice. But even then, it's going to be hot in there if you pack people in on top of each other. Yep. Oh, I did see that later this month, one real quick thing, that Johnny Lee is going to be at Lukenbach, man. Uh, Lukenbach yeah. Dance Hall. Well, you know, last week, I think we missed mentioning it. Uh, I don't always get my emails like I'm supposed to from some of the notifications, but <clears throat> I want to say Johnny Lee was at the uh, Honky Tonk in Silsby, Texas last week. I think you're right. I think I've seen the same thing, and I was like, well, we missed that for some reason. I don't really know why, but... Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it wasn't advertised well, or... I mean, they do have some pretty big names that, that do come to Silsby to that uh, that venue. Yeah, they really, they really do. If we can get them to tag us up in their Facebook or something where we would get those notifications, we could, you know, it'd be a lot easier. It's easier when it goes across your Facebook feed, isn't it? Unfortunately, yes. They also have a little restaurant in there, too. I mean, they serve food, and it's almost, you know, it's a kind of one, one for all stop there. Yeah, and that's, that's a lot nicer when you can go out to dinner and a show without having to leave and drive from place to place, you know. Oh, yeah. you're going to hear this. Uh-oh. Dear Boise fans, it is hard for me to do, but I'm going to have to cancel my show on August 5th at Ford Center. Under the advisement of doctors, I need another day or two to rest my voice and get better. There's nothing I love more than to play live shows, and I am so disappointed to not be able to do this for you. More information will be sent to those who bought tickets. Love you, Luke Bryan. Wow. That whole singing thing, buddy, it's, it's strained him. <laughs> so go ahead and apologize to all the Luke Bryan fans but yeah you're that. probably going to you're probably going to quit following us though yeah yeah uh must have had a, a sale on Miss B jeans in the next county or something something hey guy anyway hey you know what once again <laughs> you, you you can't be mad at people who have successfully marketed themselves and, no no and hey some of the guys that that we're not really we don't dig their music they've marketed themselves and they've done a good job of it so well and to be fair they haven't marketed themselves they well, have yeah. been marketed by others and, yeah. and that's okay you know well and they they get in the machine and they get branded and they're they, they're making money you know yep yeah, and it's just not for me, you know. I me either. Oh, I mean, we we honestly we're we're more geared toward the toward what they call the folk scene, but really that is more in line with older Texas country music than anything else now. And so, right? Yeah, we're uh, we're more on the traditionalist side, so. It looks like the next big thing you got coming up in Honky Tonk, Texas is Tab Benoit. Tab Benoit, yeah, I don't know if you know much about him, but he's, uh, I believe he's out of the New Orleans area. And uh, he's he is quite a guitar player, man. So, I mean, if you get a chance, go check the guy out. He's he's actually very, very good. It's, it's worth listening to. Okay. And, 
Hey, I got something to say. If we got a lot of animal people, uh, all our friends are animal people, and we are too. So, you know, I always see in the wintertime people talking about bringing your dogs in from the cold. Well, you know, when you're over 100 degrees every day for 20-something days, bring your dogs in from the heat or get them someplace in a good shade and water and uh, maybe a little, if the my dog hates water other than drinking, but if you can get a kiddie pool or something for him to get in, cool off, you know, anything helps. And on that note, I'd like to say to all the dogs out there listening, if your owner leaves you outside in this weather uh, for extended periods without any relief, feel free to bite that dude. Yeah, tear him up. You mentioned everybody going to the Randy Rogers show at Bonita Creek. You know, they got a couple good restaurants right there close. They really do. Uh uh, they got two just about in one building, really. Yep, right across yeah. the street. Yeah. You got uh, Clear Springs. It's just great for fish and shrimp and chicken fried steaks and things like that. And then on the back side of that building is Antipastas. Which is some of our favorite food, uh, which is Italian food. And it was, it's delicious. It, it's very, yeah, it's amazing food. Both places are awesome. Yeah, yeah. I would say Clear Springs is, uh, it's it's geared toward what they call American cuisine, right? And like you said, mm-hmm. you got seafood and burgers and steaks and <clears throat> never been disappointed there. And uh, certainly never been disappointed at uh, Antipastas. Uh, and Clear Springs is... Uh, it's definitely a come-as-you-are restaurant. Yes. Yeah. You don't need to feel like you're dressed up. Maybe you're coming in from fishing or you're just traveling through and you you feel like, man, I've been in the car sweating for a while or, you know, uh, my clothes are not pressed out like they were this morning. It's, it's not going to matter. People are there for the food, not the people watch you. So. Yep. And what's, what's, I would say, unique about Clear Springs when you talk about a restaurant that you have to call it a chain because there's four locations, but it's how far they're spread out. There's one in Nacogdoches, of course. There's one in Midland. <laughs> and if you've never been to Midland, boy, I tell you. <laughs> Clear Springs is probably the best thing there, I would imagine. Uh, and then you have Tyler and uh, one in New Bronzeville's. Yeah, they're, they're spread pretty far, and that chain hasn't been open. Some of those haven't been open that long, really. It's over the past few years, so yeah, uh, it's not like it's been chained out like, you know, uh, chilies or something like that, you know. So, I mean, it, Nacogdoches is surprisingly for a college town. They got some legit eateries. They do, you know, you and I have spent time over there doing uh, gun shows and things in the past, and we never come up short of good places to eat or things to do or go and see or anything. It's a, you know, Nacogdoches, it's, a, it's not a bad place to be if, if you're going out, so. Not at all. So, yeah, usually there's, there's quite a bit of live entertainment around town. Now, you may have to ask about that because uh, I'm not sure where you would get that information from on some of the places if you're not from around that area but you know just ask around and most people can direct you 
most of your wait staff in Nacogdoches is going to be college kids. Right. Yeah. Either one of those two places. I know Amber and I ate at Antipastas. Man, who did we go see? It's been a couple years ago. But is that when you went with uh, Gwen and Amanda and I didn't get to come in? Yeah, it was Aaron Watson, wasn't it? Aaron Watson. I missed that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were up in Idaho. Yeah. You were up in the great white north working. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that uh, that show was a was what I'll call a, a breath of fresh air in amidst COVID, because uh, that was around about the time COVID was was really kicking off. I think. I think COVID was in full swing because that's where I got it. That was in Idaho for the right. first time. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember you calling me and saying, "All I know is I got to get back to Texas because I think I'm about to die." <laughs> <laughs> Which, no laughing matter, a lot of people did die, but John, yeah, def- John definitely wanted to suck his last air in Texas. I did, I, and I tell you what, I did think I was going to die. I, I went to the emergency room that night, and they were talking about, you know, well, let, next thing we can do is put you on a respirator, and I'm like, I, I'm good, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go, man. Yep. So, it's hard to breathe on top of those mountains anyway, you know. For people like me and you, and uh, well, we're so used to sea level breathing, right? <laughs> right. And at times, it feels like we're below sea level. Well, the humidity's five hundred percent this week. Right. Oh, great! Let me get my snorkel. And if you're listening, you don't want to what humidity feels like. Go take the hottest shower you can. Get out and don't dry off. Just put your clothes on. That's, That's what it. humidity feels like. That's it. And it, it, it's sort of the struggle is real. Buddy, that's why all the women in Texas have big hair, because that humidity hits. It, it, it all just it looks up. <clears throat> That's it. They don't have to tease nothing, buddy. The weather does Hey, and, you know, and God bless them. They're doing the best they can with the situation they got to work with. That's, right? why, we, that's why we cut all ours off. That's exactly right. Well, do you have anything else you want to add? I don't know, man. I think we hit all the news for this week. All the news that is the news. All the news that is the news. We hit some uh, big Texas names there. Some that are going to keep coming up. I'll, I'll say that. But uh, I imagine so. I might have to give me a copy of that Richard Dobson book. Well, I'll tell you, I'd loan it to you, and I didn't want to say anything on the air, but I loaned you my Ray Wiley Hubbard book, and you were going to read it, but I don't think I ever, you ever got into it. I did read it. Well, did I ever get it back? or? Here we go. It's in there I'm on the bookshelf. I well, got to see like to read it. Oh, okay. Well, I got to see you to get it back to you. Yeah. But yeah, you're going to get it back, I promise. All right. All right. Well, I'll swap you that <laughs> in the Richard Dawson book. Well, you might not ever get that one back either. Yeah, I understand. I couldn't remember which one that was, that, that Pickers and Poets book, because uh, I remember debating on that one and the Jesse Dayton book, The Bow Monster, uh, you know, because he is, he is a phenomenal guitarist out of uh, Beaumont. Uh, he's on tour with Samantha Fish right now, but he, he just played with Waylon and all kinds of people, you know. So he's a real deal guitar player and a songwriter, everything. I mean, so if you get a chance to see him, uh, 
Jesse Dayton and Samantha Fish, I definitely would go to that. Matter of fact, I'm hoping they come back through Texas before too long. That'd be a good one to see. I think so. I definitely think so. So on the Facebook page, we had uh, posted a, <laughs> a clip of an interview that the Highwaymen did. And uh, so we can talk about the Highwaymen because they're 50% Texas. Uh, whoa, whoa. I know you're not good at math there, little buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who did I miss? Who did I miss? Hold on. If there's four people and three of them are from Texas. Oh, crap. forgot Chris. I Chris, swear, man. Yeah, I forgot Chris. I'm glad you don't do my paycheck. Well, here's the deal, though. <laughs> so, here's the deal. When we talk about Chris, we hang on, Chris. hang on. This is what he does. He's going to explain his way out of this, and like it's not his no. fault. Go ahead. I'm sure, like many of the people listening that know of and about Chris Christopherson, uh, he, he when you when you start looking at Chris a whole lot, he really takes on more of that West Coast vibe. Well, he's lived out there doing movies and such for many years now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said something about that in a song one time, I think. Yeah, Hank Jr. That's right. Old Chris moved out to Los Angeles, Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood. So anyway, so we can talk about the highwaymen because they're 75% Texas. But uh, we posted that interview, the short clip of it on the the Facebook page. So the interviewer basically suggests that people have uh, been saying, hey, you know, there's four of y'all, y'all got together so y'all could sell out these venues, mainly because y'all couldn't sell out as individuals. And uh, so Johnny goes into a long, uh, patient explanation and uh, explains to the guy, no, we, we sell out venues all the time. As a matter of fact, it's a struggle to schedule around our, to schedule the highwaymen performances around our individual performances, just because of how busy we are. And uh, you know, Chris kind of makes a joke about, well, I, my venues are much smaller, but I'm selling them out too, you know, and kind of, kind of laughs. And <laughs> there's a little lull there, and Waylon goes, but uh, I'd just like to say. If you ask us any more questions like that, we're going to burn your home. <laughs> and it's quite possibly one of the most unexpected but best lines ever delivered in an interview with any music personality. I would venture to say there were no more questions of that nature. And you have to realize this is a man that blew up a, a bar because they didn't pay him one night. That's right. So... Oh. A barn, an old barn. It was an old barn. They're waiting around on the on the pay, on the promoter to come back with their pay, and they wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. Everybody's gone, and then Wayland comes from the back room and says, "All right, we're leaving." They get on the bus, and as they're headed out the driveway, pieces of the barn pass them. So, and he had Billy Joe Shaver on the bus with him, which you know. That's like adding diesel to a fire right there, buddy. You know, Billy Joe claims he didn't know that uh, the fuse was yeah. already lit on that, that yeah. party party favor. And uh, for me, that was a kind of a hard-to-believe claim, but he swore. You know, 
I give a lot of passes to Billy Joe since he was one of the great Texas songwriters, but I do believe the man will tell a story every now and then. Not to yeah. speak ill of the dead, but oh yeah, if he's by himself or with somebody, he, he embarrasses yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you, and that's the difference. That <laughs> listening to the music when we were coming up, and we still like is when they said outlaws, they meant outlaws. They didn't mean a guy who who, who cut a song and didn't know that it was going to offend everybody, and it offended everybody. They meant guys like Waylon and Billy Joe and Johnny Cash and. You know, Johnny Cash was kicked off the Grand Old Opry uh, at one time. Hank Williams kicked off the Grand Old Opry. He was the biggest star of the time. So yep. it was. It's those guys were real outlaws. They did things the way they wanted to do them, and they did not care. That's it. Oh, so, you know, and that goes for their life and their music. So, uh, and they were perfectly okay with not being invited. So if exactly. you cut them off. If you cut them off, there was no lawsuit. If you didn't play their music on your your radio station or whatever, there was, hey, fine, don't play it. Yeah. But if you, know, you, you don't like us, it, don't listen. That's it. If you invite us to play, we're going to play the way we want to, and we're exactly. going to expect to get paid. Exactly. That's right. And uh, we we've said it before. You know, you you write as you live. And that's right. That's just yeah. how these guys rolled. Back on the highway, man, there's a lot of great stories about those guys. Uh, when I went to the Ray Wiley Hubbard Redneck Mother songwriting concert and uh, songwriting lesson and concert some 20 years ago. He named it that way on purpose. Just so You y'all, think so, man? Just so y'all's tongue would beat y'all to death while y'all yeah. trying to say it. Yeah. Hey, you know, he says, be careful what you write. You might end up singing it for the rest of your life. So. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. He's uh, got to cross his mind when he has to do steak, snake farm. No, oh, I'm telling you. He uh, he said, you know, what's what's one of the things that hold you back? And I told him, well, I can't sing, you know. And he goes, oh, you can't let that stop you. Look at, you know, look at uh, Bob Dylan. You know, yeah. And Chris Christopherson. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a couple of good ones to point out. So when he did his show that night, he was telling that he had always wanted to meet Johnny Cash. You know, Johnny Cash was a hero of his. And he's famous for saying that country music went to hell when Johnny Cash quit taking pills. He's telling in the show that he had always wanted to meet him. said, well, he knew Waylon him and Waylon were friends. So the highwaymen were coming to Dallas. So he calls Waylon up and says, hey, man, I want to meet Johnny. He said, well, come on up. I'll, I'll get you on the bus with us. So he's on Waylon's bus, and he's going to get to meet Johnny. And here the door opens, and here comes Chris in. And see, Chris is rubbing his throat and everything. And he says, hey, man, hey, hoss. Man, I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to sing tonight. I got a sore throat and this and that. And I said, Waylon just looked at him and goes, well, who the hell's going to know the difference? <laughs> so, oh, don't you know it would have been fun? I think it was their job to agitate each other. You have this ultra-conservative, big redneck like Waylon, and then you got liberal Chris Christopherson, arguably one of the greatest songwriters who ever lived, against one of the greatest songwriter, musicians, singers who ever lived, and they just butt heads for fun. Kind of like other people I know, you know it? Well, yeah, they aggravate each other. Yeah. But uh, there's videos out there of when they record, were recording some of the highwaymen stuff. They had kind of like little cubicles set up for them. 
I guess, just to kind of control the sound and, and the way the recording was going. But they would decorate. <laughs> they said Chris started first decorating his cubicle. And uh, said it just went all through Wayland, the stuff he was putting on the walls, you know. <laughs> it's just, just, uh, just to aggravate. But uh, even Willie, I think I saw an interview where he said that, that, that Chris... Yeah. Chris and Waylon would sit out to to drive each other just crazy. Yeah, yeah, they they loved to butt heads with each other. And the thing is, you know, here Chris Chris Christopherson was a Rhodes Scholar, you know, and you you having all your degrees, you know what that means, man. It's not the guy's highly intelligent, whether you like his politics and and things or not. But here he is, and Waylon keeps him on his his heels. You know what I mean? You're thinking, oh, Waylon's not that sharp. That sucker is sharp, man. He knew his stuff. So It's that street smart versus that book smart. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, that's a, the Highwaymen's. I still argue that's the Mount Rushmore of country music. Maybe yeah. maybe, maybe if we replace Christopherson because his voice, you know, but you got to throw something in there for him being the, the songwriter that he is, you know. Man, I, I think you got to just leave it the way it is. Yeah, that's what I mean. You gotta you gotta throw somebody in there for that songwriting prowess. I mean, of course, Willie, Johnny, they all wrote, but Christopherson, man, most of those guys covered his songs. That's what made. If you took everybody else that covered them and threw them out, he would have been very well off just from the other three covering them. Yep. So, you know, yep. you're right. I don't think he would have ever gotten the exposure. I think is, I, I honestly, in his case. If he hadn't been willing to to perform as well, he wouldn't have done as well as he had. No, I agree with that. You know, I think that that's that's a big part of it. Is you have to you have to get out. There's no other way for people to hear your music because you can't really afford to hand out back in that day cassette tapes or or even in my, our time when it was CDs. You know, you you used to go cut a demo, and if you they give you one, maybe two CDs. You yep. know, you had to make the rest. Well, yep. by the time you either had a computer or a CD burner, and then you started buying CDs, and man, you had to be selective who you handed them out to. You know, because they were they were not as uh, it wasn't as easy to come by as it is today. Yep. And the movies boosted him out in the forefront, too, for those. Oh, guys. yeah. Well, I was going to say he ran with some, uh, you know, he was quite the ladies' man back in the day. You see pictures of him and Rita Coolidge. I probably didn't say that right. My redneck accent on it, Rita Coolidge. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think the second time was any better. Uh, hey, you know hey, what? Hey, edit in there. Hey, edit that out and just say her name where I was trying to say oh, it. Okay. Oh no, no, but don't yeah. try to say it again, or I will have to do some editing. <laughs> but uh, he was—he ran around with her back when he was younger, and Janis Joplin, and uh, all the ladies of Nashville loved him. You know, and we'll okay. get at him tell the Janis Joplin story later on. Well, I think we're about <laughs> running out of time here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll tell but the Janice Joplin. That might have been his might might have been his wisest decision ever. Want to thank everybody for for tuning in that has tuned in. Hopefully, uh, we're providing some sort of entertainment for you, even if you're just laughing at us. That's okay too. 
but we appreciate it. Certainly follow us on Facebook at the Last Hobos Ramble. The podcast website is rss.com backslash podcasts backslash Last Hobos Ramble.